0: Julia and Sammy here. Hi, Sammy. Say hi. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so we are at ACA at our camp convention, Tri-State, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Uh, and we're going to chat with our new friend, Andy Lilienthal. Uh, say hi, Andy.
1: Hi. You might
0: know Andy because we've talked about him and his camp, Winnebago, many times on the podcast. And you can go back to the episode with Grace Astrove.
2: And also our Finding a Camp one with Julie Bindeman.
0: And learn all about Winnebago. We know about it because uh, one time I went to a Winnebago social and I got asked to dance. Nothing happened, but I danced. (laughs) Uh,
2: I don't remember any Winnebago socials, but like I hosted Brother Sister Day one year. And you're
0: connected. (laughs) Okay. Andy, hi. Hi. How
1: are you? Good. I definitely wasn't at the dance you were at. Why? Maybe.
0: As a a camp owner.
1: (laughs) Oh, maybe. That's right. No, I wasn't
0: thinking that you would be dancing (laughs) at all. Um, I was there. Let's see. Here's my memory. So, uh, the, okay. That was what year was it? The okay, year so of- I went. I went. The year was 2005. <laughs> and we we drove. It was kind of far from our camp, Camp Walden. And we got pumped up and excited, but we got there early. So we had dinner with the boys. And it was fried chicken. And all the girls in their fancy little outfits, like, everyone was like, ah. And no one ate. Because it's like, I don't want to eat fried chicken from the boys so I'm going to try to dance with and make out with. Uh, but I ate all the fried chicken. And it was so good. So thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. And now that you mentioned that story, I do remember you.
0: <laughs> oh, really? That's so good to know. I left oh, an impression. So chicken.
1: I was so impressed that you loved our chicken so much.
0: That was so good. <laughs> okay, so Winnebago, is that your baby?
1: Um, no, I, I uh, I'm, it's my lamb. I shepherded along. Uh, but I certainly grew up there.
0: Did you go as a camper?
1: I went as a camper. And I worked as a counselor for a few years. Where are you from originally? Reston, Virginia.
2: Nice. Huh. Sammy,
1: any thoughts of Virginia?
2: Reston's a little far from me, but yeah, very nice. Nice shopping center around there these days. <laughs>
0: it's a D.C. local, Sammy.
2: Um, so, Andy, you're kind of like famous in the camp world. Do you know that?
1: No,
0: No, because, like,
2: literally every time we talk about, like, we tell camp professionals that we are, we have this podcast, they're like, have you you spoken to Andy? should talk to, you should talk to Andy. And again, we know, like,
0: I always knew good vibes about Winnebago, I knew good vibes about your name, but then meeting you in person, you ooze camp and ooze good vibes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's really far out. That makes me feel very old. Old? That that you ooze camp? No, that people think you should talk to me.
0: Okay, when you, right before you came here, where were you? A camp leg- camp veterans thing.
2: Voce or whatever it's called.
1: Oh yes, I was at the Voce session. <laughs> and
0: what does that stand for?
1: Veterans.
0: There you of- go. <laughs> don't tell. Don't say you don't want to be a veteran and then attend it yourself.
1: It was my okay. first Voce meeting. Sure, sure.
0: We'll find photographic evidence that you've been a Voce for many years.
1: False news.
0: Okay, so you have been. So how old were you when it was like, hey, this is going to be the camp that you you take responsibility for in Shepherd?
1: I was 26 mm. and my family was on vacation and they put it to my brother, sister and I any and all of you can do it and in 10 years we're out and if you don't want to do it we'll sell it
0: cuz your parents were the ones who owned it and ran it they ran it and my so.
1: grandfather before them
0: And you rose do you, you put your little hand up
1: my, Immediately the light bulb went off and said Yeah, of course.
0: Just you or any other sibling?
1: It was a 6 month dialogue but it really I was the only one who was in a position and wanted to do it.
0: So cool. Okay, you look so, so shocked. I'm just so impressed. I mean I'm 27 <laughs> and I and no one asked me yet if I want to run a camp. So I'm waiting. Yeah,
1: I was very surprised actually.
0: What what, what do you mean you were surprised? I was
1: surprised. Because one of the um, mysteries of my life is I never remember thinking about wanting to run camp as a kid. Mm. And until that moment when it was proposed, I don't ever remember thinking about it.
0: But weren't people like, hey, when your parents are done running it, it's going to be you? Like, people weren't saying that to you all the time?
1: But you know how people talk, right?
0: How do they talk?
1: They just talk. Yeah. And I guess I never really thought seriously about it. I was doing my own thing.
0: What were you doing? Like, what was your career trajectory?
1: you did <laughs> no I'm done <laughs> uh, let's see at that point I had just gotten back from the Peace Corps and I was working as a program director for AmeriCorps down in Charleston South Carolina.
2: Oh so you, you were you didn't like work at Camp all through college and all that stuff or you did
1: I left my senior year in college and I was gone for 10 years. So I ended up getting a master's in international development. And living lived in Central America and the Caribbean for a while, doing kind of develop, development work in, in developing countries.
2: Do you think that your time away from camp helped you run camp now? Like, do you think that that's an important part of your life, or would you have rather stayed the whole time?
1: So if I could have mapped, if I could have knowingly mapped the steps I had taken to get back to camp, and I had been thoughtful about it and and broad in my thinking, I might have mapped my actual decade away, but I had no sense that I was actually training to come back to camp until I got back and realized what how much of the work I had been doing informed what I'm doing at Winnebago now. It seems
2: like it would.
1: It was crazy.
0: That's like that's good juju.
1: It was amazing juju. And I do believe when counselors ask me all the time, what should I be doing as next steps, a lot of my thinking is, stay off the highways, do what you want to do, and just be thoughtful about it. And your path will become clearer to you.
0: And when you say stay off the highways, you mean, uh, is that like a reference to like stay off the little fast tracks, or is that like, don't walk on the highway?
1: Well. It could be both yeah. because it is illegal to hitchhike in Maine on the highways, right. but really it's about going places where maybe it's not so popular yeah. or it's not go off so, the
0: beaten path. Go, Go, go path. explore a little
1: bit. Have adventures. Okay. Yeah. Be thoughtful.
0: And you get that question a lot from lifelong campers who trying to figure out what they should do next kind of thing.
1: and and counselors who are working at camp, and, you know, they're getting the pressures to do X, Y, or Z, and Mm -hmm. it may not feel totally perfect.
2: Um, What's your favorite part about being a camp director?
1: Uh, So many things. But I really think I like watching kids grow up because so many of the kids stay from young to older. And when they're 14 or 15, and I can look at them and say, wow, you didn't used to do that. And they actually know what I'm, that I, they believe me. It's one of those like really amazing moments where they know we know each other well and we appreciate that. Um, and I also love watching generations come back and have their own experience, but are able to relate to each other about it and have it be a commonality that they both really kind of dig on.
0: Yeah. So it's an all boys camp, correct?
1: All boys. Camp.
0: How you know, and Sammy and I went to an all girls camp, so we think about like girl empowerment and, and all that kind of stuff. What is kind of the Winnebago philosophy? Cuz in my in my heart when I think back of the boys that I've met who've gone to Winnebago and all that, like, there's something about like they're good nature. They're sporty, but like good natured gentlemen. So like what is the philosophy behind that? To, like and you seem like you have that too that like pushes them in that direction where I feel like they're talking about like being good to each other and being good to people or does that just are you just given some good boys
1: yeah I mean you know boys are good right but um, um, some of it is allowing them to be themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, some of it is just setting the boundaries where you say here's some structure go run around within the structure and I think like parenting do you guys have kids? No. Yeah. Nah. Like parenting, if you pay attention to the details and you actually have to nag a little bit or at least be remindful, then the boys are much more open to accepting kind of that structure because they know we care, but we're not browbeating them, but we're just like reminding them. and um, And I think that's a really important part. I think the other part is it's really simple living at camp. You know, not a lot, everyone wears a uniform, it's a green or white shirt, no electricity in the bunks, you know, we spend a lot of time outside, like, appreciating the little things and taking the space, and that's just, when there's not that kind of pressure, kids relax, and they have fun, and we don't expect anything of them, because we're just asking them to be who they are.
0: Cool. Well, it shows.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. Uh, We heard through Kathy that your father started a summer camp or a camp in Africa. Will you tell us about that?
1: Oh, yeah. So when uh, I spent three years transitioning with my father at camp, and he was wise enough to know that he needed a project or wanted a project after he was done transitioning. And it goes back to when he was in the Peace Corps in Ethiopia. He started a camp there. Wow. And it ran for eight years until Mengistu, who was the communist dictator closed it down in 74, and he always wanted to go back and do it again. So in 03, 04, he started traveling through East Africa looking for host country partners, and he came across uh, the biggest hospital in um, South Africa in Soweto, who was thinking about the same thing. And amazing. so they started a camp for kids affected by HIV AIDS.
0: I was just there a couple months ago.
1: In Mahalisburg or in, so, in, in Soweto? In Soweto, yeah.
0: And was such a big hospital. Yeah. I know that hospital, yeah. Yeah,
1: Bar- Baraguanath Hospital.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so he found, they, they located a place outside of Joburg in Mahalisburg. Okay. It's about 45 kilometers. And now since 04, 05, they've been running three camps three times a year. Mm-hmm. It's about 150 kids okay. for like 10 days and it is life-changing both for the people who work there and for the kids who go there. What's it called? It's called uh, Global Camps Africa is the organization and Cezanani is the name of the camp.
0: Wow. Have you had some Winnebago boys go there and and work?
1: We've had. We've had staff go. We've had alumni. I've gone with my family and worked. I was a swimming counselor, which was totally awesome. And um, it's a very, very powerful experience. Yeah, we'll look into that.
2: Do you you have kids?
1: I have two boys.
2: And do either of them want Winnebago?
1: Well, you know, the oldest is 16 and the younger one is 10.
2: So not yet. So
1: in their (laughs) dreams, when they know I get stressed out, which I occasionally do, they say, don't worry, Dad. We'll help you out when you need it.
0: (laughs) Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So is the 16-year-old, is this his last year of camp or he just had it? He just finished. And how is he doing?
1: Um... He's doing great <laughs> he had a great seat last year at camp we call it senior year um, it was very emotional for me I cried more than a few times um, but uh, he had an amazing eight summers there.
0: <laughs> He's crying so right beautiful now. and your te- and your 10 year old's coming back and you'll get to watch him and experience yeah. that good uh, he likes it Oh, so sweet. So yeah. sweet. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting with us, Andy. It was great to meet you. We made you cry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We love it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, thank you. This was fun. Thank you, Andy.
2: Hey, Happy Campers Sammy here. Uh, camp is always making people cry, but in a good way, right? Because we love it so much, and we love to watch the people that we love experience it. So thank you again, Andy, for being so open and vulnerable with us, and we hope we can have you on the podcast again for a full interview at some point. All right, I guess I'll say it myself. Day is done. Gone the sun. We out